the host of Seek to Speak's podcast, a platform that aims to empower expression, spark speeches, and instigate ideas. In each episode, I interview incredible people doing incredible things using the power of speech and expression. In between these interviews are our new Speaking Snacks series, where we chronicle easy speaking tips in bite-sized digestible portion in order to help our listeners better verbalize themselves and their stories. For more information, check out our website, seektospeak.com. Okay, hey guys, welcome back to the Pendulum Show. My name is Yodin. I'm Bamba. And my name is Teva. And today, we're going to be talking about the recent spike in COVID cases and that has basically caused a lot of panic and a lot of uproar in most parts of society. Would you say? Well, before we get to that, before welcome we back, Yodin. Aww, hey. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we are recording in person for the first time in, in about 10 months. 10 months plus? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it's actually kind of interesting to be in the room. I think it's going to be a more organic conversation. Mm. Yeah. I, I keep on wanting to like start the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to cancel my Zoom subscription now. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Right? There's, no, there's no need to pay for that anymore. Exactly. It's like, I, I don't even know how much I Yeah, I mean, Deva and I weren't paying for it. Like, <laughs> no, we weren't paying for it. I am the pendulum show, right? Yes, you are the pendulum <laughs> show. He is the pendulum show. <laughs> Dude, how does it feel like being in our studio? With oh, us man. Today? It's amazing. Oh, After the, so long of uh, being in a, some stupid office in Singapore, now you're finally back. In a recording studio with us. In a recording studio, you know, we, although we had massive audio problems before this, <laughs> it is a great studio, <laughs> definitely nothing what I experienced back in the office in Singapore. <laughs> Very well soundproof, great great headphones, well, great microphones, coffee, coffee. coffee. Yeah, thank you very much, we're in Bamba's studio <laughs> for the coffee, thank you. It's all about the company. Yeah. I 100% agree. So speaking of company... Uh, some people have been having too much company in the past few weeks, it seems. <laughs> Ministers. <laughs> Don't make me take out my rotan. <laughs> oh my god. What a PC, lah. Really bad. What? Aba. Aba. rotan. Aba. 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 Famous last words of our Prime Minister. Please don't I I don't know like what kind of kink this is. <laughs> I, I I don't even know, but Kim is speaking to a a demographic no, I mean, which he resonates with and probably he cares about the most, in my opinion. What? I mean what? okay 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 translate Come trans- on. Tra- <laughs> Translate it into English, you know. Okay. Daddy is going to bring out the cane. <laughs> you don't say that to adults. You don't say that to <laughs> English-speaking adults, in my opinion. Mm. He's speaking to a particular demographic. So do you think that it resonates with... with uh, I Malay mean, pop- it, Malay- it's Malay- probably a popular people? saying within... Um, within the Malay, Malay community, I wouldn't know because I've n- I've not seen like one person say that yeah. this is a perfectly normal thing to say. I mean, bringing out the rotan is of it's uh I don't know whether you can call it an Asian culture. Or it's part of an Asian upbringing, but it's definitely part of an, a Malaysian upbringing for most. Anyway, maybe not maybe of the past one now. 
I mean, it was part of our upbringing. I'm exactly. Sure. <laughs> but no, Appa didn't say that. Appa's going to come and whack you at Rotan, you know. No, la, but uh, I want to know what y'all think about the entire press conference. Uh, that's what one is, part it, of it. What did you think about the entirety of it? Okay, uh, it wasn't a press conference. He has not done a single press conference since he became PM. Huh. He, he just releases uh, these statements. Pengumuman. What, what's it called? Huh? Pengumuman. Uh, Pengumuman has. Has. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, uh, Mahathir is uh, Bapa Kemodenan. Tunku uh, Abdul Rahman is Bapa Kemerdekaan. Mm. We have Bapa Pengumuman has. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I thought I thought the entire press conference was um, just a political ploy lah. To be completely honest, I thought that once a week he needs to have his story time lah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No no for real for real like the entire press conference all he was talking about was things like oh okay so he obviously highlighted the whole issue about the Sabah elections that was the first thing he spoke about actually yes. right and then uh, he alluded mm. to the fact that um. When he was there, um, parading around for um, the elections, right? Mm. He was saying things like everybody there wasn't following SOP. My people were following SOP. Um, he also said things like, um, "I told all my my pengawais to follow SOP. I told them that um, I don't want to go to certain places to um, certain places uh, which." Which were ha- wait, for some reason he said he didn't want to go to certain places. I did. I maybe he had some sort of inside information that these places were mm. you know mm-hmm. COVID infested. COVID infested. Mm. And then he also said things like um, I didn't shake hands with everybody with anybody. And he was telling apparently mm. during his conferences as well mm. he was telling the public to like everybody please stay away from each other wear your mask. Mm. I thought the whole thing was just this like oh I am better than everybody there so it's not my fault. And mm. also another part, another another point that I want to make. He, I thought he, I thought he was also throwing um uh, Shafi under the bus. Mm. Honestly, well, he sense? started the whole thing by saying, you know, um, or oh, the the uh the menteri for uh, calling the elections for calling the elections for dissolving the the uh what do you call it the the assembly the assembly. Okay. He want the bloody state. Why is he complaining? No, no. I, I thought the whole thing was just a a, a show of how um, the opposition is shit, and I am the best. The, this government is very concerned with image. Ah, clearly, very clearly. The he has deliberately created this persona of of being a, a fatherly paternal figure. Yeah. In a very tough time, he's a voice of calm. Mm. You know, but I mean. The the curtain has fallen lah. People, mm. you cannot control the flow of information. He came back from Sabah. What did he do? He held a golf tournament in Desaru. Mm. Uh, on the on the mm. same uh, weekend when the exactly. cases were hitting mm. record numbers, yeah. he was holding a golf tournament in Desaru. Mm. What? There's nothing more that you need to say after that. Yeah. He came back from Desaru, and then he has a full cabinet meeting, mm. in person. Mm. Some ministers wearing masks. Some not wearing masks. Mm. Uh, Why would you bring the whole leadership of the country together in one room when there's a pandemic going on? No, yeah, and sure enough, yeah. all of them have to quarantine now. Mm. You know, so everybody knows this. Nobody is unaware. Yeah. Uh, you you have to be doing some real solid mental gymnastics to 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 <laughs> <laughs> to look past the hypocrisy and double standards here. Mm. Yeah, he also said during the press conference there is no double standards, lah. Excuse me. What nonsense! Ah, <laughs> uh, went to Turkey for two weeks holiday. He yeah. said he was on mission for the country, undercover. I think. 
even is what HR minister or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a HR minister, right? They send him uh, like our CIA, you know, send him to Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Confirm case what uh, one today, right? And, 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 and they have the, the yeah. they, they they have the audacity to say. In Parliament, he brought back eighty billion ringgit worth of investment. I, <laughs> I don't think I don't know whether Turkey's economy is eighty billion ringgit <laughs> strong. So, <laughs> okay, probably is lah. But okay. no, he didn't say which currency lah. Yeah, this one. The 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 police uh, finished the investigation. Investigated him. Uh, after the whole outcry on social media, gave the papers, the investigation paper to Aegis Chambers. Aegis paper Chambers has returned the paper to the police. Didn't charge him. Mm. Asked the police to investigate further. What is there to investigate further? <laughs> he yeah. went on holiday. He came back. He was out and about. He didn't quarantine. Exactly. What wh- what is this hidden information? That's the that's the biggest double standard. <laughs> yeah, it's not very hard to figure out what happened here. You know, he's a minister, so he got away with it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and so now they have given it back to Aegis Chambers. Do you really think he's going to be charged? It's been two months. Do you think he's going to be charged? <laughs> and the whole reason, he has a two-seat majority in parliament. He dare not piss anybody off. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. So okay, essentially, the how far do you want to escalate the problem to, lah? Do you want to say they shouldn't have had the election during this time, or? Even if the elections, we can say, if there's a case for it to be made that it was unavoidable, mm. the SOPs that are normally uh, have been applied previously, there's a double standard there, and it was not followed by these ministers that came back from Sabah. Yeah. Right. So obviously, where do you want to start? So should they have had elections, or if they if if unavoidable, mm. why didn't they follow the SOPs? Well, I think that anybody that. The elections were inevitable, mm. because, and and because Musa Aman tried to bring down the government, right? Yeah. yeah. And nobody is going to no no nobody sitting in Shafi shoes is going to allow that to happen without putting up a fight, right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Musa tried to bring down the government. Yeah. With a majority, he he had a majority of one seat over mm. Shafi. Yeah. And it's well within his rights to have the assembly dissolved. Like the the original responsibility should be on the guy. Who tried to bring down the government in the first place, right? Because it's always a possibility in our system, right? It's always a possibility that mm-hmm. if you try to remove the government, you may trigger dissolution, you may trigger snap elections. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, okay, point, fine. point the finger at the right person, lah. And the assembly, fine. Yeah. Mm. Why have the elections so soon? Okay, there's you know no there's a sixty-day thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um. Why couldn't we have changed that a bit? Just because right now. It's not a good time. Uh, it's not that um before that Sabah was not recording cases. They were still were. at the time right. when the assembly was dissolved. It was not anywhere not, near. Not what anywhere it what is happening but, now. But I mean, there's still active cases. That's my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if regards the number of cases, an election should shouldn't have happened. But uh, I don't think they had an option because mm, it's just uh yeah, they would yeah. have had to. Who knows what they would have had to done? Whether they have to amend the constitution there or yeah, amend the constitution yeah, 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 here. Yeah, yeah. By that point, yeah. the assembly is dissolved already. You yeah. cannot take that back. Yeah, yeah, and the conditions in Sabah, which you know is totally, you don't experience it in the peninsula whatsoever. Mm. The demographic and the population of Sabah is totally different, right? Mm. They have their own set of issues. Not uh, not to mention the people that were coming back, going into Sabah to vote. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
So you you opening all sorts of holes here, you know. Yeah. I that is what I felt like like what they were trying to allude to is that they should have at least been a little bit more prepared or tried at least try to create some oh, sort preemptively, of you know. What I think one thing that, that they could have done is postal voting for Sabahans in Peninsula. Uh, even the election commission, um, one of the previous chiefs, he also sa- said when the assembly was dissolved, that it can be done. Yeah. They need to get the correct laws in place. Mm. Uh, the 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 framework is there for them to do this. Mm-hmm. They could have put in the effort and made the postal vote happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even if they had to designate particular centers like in uh, in the peninsula where these Sabahans can vote, most of them are concentrated in the cities. It's not yeah, yeah, very yeah. hard. Uh, to do, but there was absolutely no effort. Why? Yeah, yeah. Because they didn't want Sabahans who are working here in KL in JB to go back, to go back and vote. Yeah, yeah. That was it, right? What? What other reason they didn't even try? I I mean, they. I'm pretty sure they were under reporting before the the suspected date. What they're trying to control for from people uh, uh for the recent spike in cases is between the twentieth of September mm. and the twenty sixth. I think. Yeah, right. Now they're testing those people. Yeah, yeah. But the elections happened on the nineteenth. No, no, twenty sixth. Okay. Even so, there's no. How is it possible that during that time, all uh, all these cases uh, occurred? I feel that they were underreporting it even way before then to make sure that the elections still happened. Ooh, conspiracy theory, I mean. I'm back lah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it doesn't make sense. I think ah, uh, they went to the edge of the flat earth and then they pushed all the summer waters <laughs> off. <laughs> no, but is it? It's not out of reach, one. It's totally possible they were underreporting it for this. They would have done. The reason why they even had the election was purely for political gain. Yeah, yeah. This constant need for a power grab has caused this lah. Right not? Yes. Ex- yeah, why, I, I why agree with that 100%. Why, yeah. is it, why wouldn't I go as far as to say you are under-reporting the number of cases to make sure the election mm. still went through? Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, uh, regardless regardless of that, right, I think they should have they should have foreseen this, lah, no? Like, any layman would tell you that, you know, if you were to have elections right now, yeah, 800,000 yeah, yeah. people coming mm. to vote, the likelihood of it blowing out of proportion is second none. I mean, come on. They should have preemptive. Okay, my suggestion lah, cause I want to give suggestions. I think I'm better than everybody else. Mm. Uh, my suggestion is. What is this lah? <laughs> uh, what? No, they should have preemptively locked the borders. So like, hey, let them have the elections. Yeah. Shut it down. These people have to come back here to work though. Oh, okay, last um selected essentials fine. No, I mean like their jobs are here. Ah, uh, so so okay for the, these are the people who came back. Mm. So there's no other. They they could have they could have tested at least. Blah. Yeah, because you know they only are not, they only so put in place uh, right? measures yeah. after the election on the twenty seventh only. Yeah. Oh, that's on, when. Okay. On the twenty seventh is when they and on the even on the twenty seventh, uh, you only needed to have one test. Oh. And then you can walk free. Yeah. So there's no quarantining. Nothing. Just walk free. Yeah, and you know, office. The feeling is like. The politicians were coming back at that time. Uh, so, because mm. of that... So, they didn't want to be in quarantine. quarantine yeah. yep. You look at people like Anwar Musa, he was uh, stuck around in, in Sabah to conduct the go- government negotiations to form a government there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He came back, he was out and about. Yeah. 
He was attending events. Their logic was just that it's interstate. Yeah. Then you're flying over a border, you know. <laughs> you're big, you're, yeah, fine. Still a Malaysian state, but still. It's it's so stupid. At least self-quarantine at home. Hmm. Ah, yeah. That at one least. Won't do like okay. There, there's been so many outrageous things that we've seen in the past mm. week. Mm. Uh, but I think the interesting question is, how do the people actually feel about this? Like, there's Which all this outrage on social media, on Twitter, yeah. uh, you know, but, uh, you know, the, the ordinary people are the people who are who are not uh, on social media, yeah. uh, people who are not necessarily that connected. Mm. Are they, how do we know whether they are really that angry about it? Because, you know, it's the same thing in Sabah, right? Everybody thought that people would be so outraged at, at uh, how blatant the power grab was, how uh, disrespectful they were, the yeah. double standards, yeah. and yet, uh, people there, I mean, still voted for them. Yeah. Right. So, um, how do we know that's not the case here? Like, we are very angry about it, but is everybody angry about it? I mean, if you go into a lockdown, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, but we're not in a lockdown. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, fine, if we're, we're not officially in a lockdown, but... Yeah. There have been tight, there are tighter SOPs. Mm. Now there's a travel ban to Sabah, mm. right? And even so, psychologically, you know, no one is going to go out. And we're being told, you know, okay, please stay at home as much as you can. Yeah. But then the economy is still up and about and running, right? Yeah. yeah. So they're not going to police that or so. so. And there's also targeted EMCOs in, in certain and, places and right now. Yeah, we're, we're in Selangor right now in Bitaling. There's a, now there's a lockdown in Klang. Klang, yeah. I'm that one I'm actually quite interested to see how they'll do that how do you just police a district within a state unless they, I don't know how will they block every single thing it's basically a curfew just, uh, it's a curfew and, and uh, shelter at home that's mm. that's what it is mm. they don't need to block people from coming in and out of clank they're just enforcing a curfew and uh, non essential workers uh, stay at home that's what's happening in clank Mm. So just residents of Klang, right? Yeah, residents of Klang, people who work in Klang. Mm. Mm. Okay, so <laughs> you are in, in doubt whether what our view is a representation of the majority. Yeah, okay, so to be fair, what I'm thinking of is like a political question, right? Mm. Like, we are in an in-between phase right now. We don't even know whether this government has a majority or not whether we're going to have the same PM in a month or not. And a lot of this will have to do with public pressure. If the mood turns against him, there's a two-seat majority only. Two, yeah. Only two seats need to move. And uh, he's out lah, right? Mm. Like, you know, this hashtag going around on Twitter, Muhyiddin out, Muhyiddin out, Muhyiddin out. Mm. And then uh, the next day after Muhyiddin out, then it's Anwar in, Anwar in, Anwar in. Mm. And then today we have a new one. Pause, Malaysia! <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> we can get into that later actually. It's quite interesting. Go for it, like. Yeah. But yeah, it is a political question, right? If he his legitimacy is built on the fact that he has handled this crisis. Mm. Uh has it been established? He did, handle it. did he? I mean, uh was it on the surface, of, right? For in in appearance, yes. I agree. I think like a lot of people feel like, you know what, we we got through this lah. Whether or not that's his, uh, that's down to our PM or yeah. it's down to the professionals. Mm. I would say it's the professionals more than the politicians, right? Mm. But but whatever. But now we're at a stage where... Thank the, you, frontliners. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, but now we're we, we at like a crossing point, right? Where 
the politicians themselves are creating the problem. Uh, we can just uh, when we just when we see them flouting the the SOPs, having this so much disregard, mm. and that is at the same time we see the cases spiking like they have never spiked before. They're they're three, four, f- four times higher I think than it was even at the peak in yep. in March, right? Yeah, yeah. So people should be able to directly make a link between what the leadership is doing and the effect on the country as a whole, right? Mm-hmm. So the question is, are people making that link or not? Or are people just, uh, is is the tira the tira apa attitude just like so ingrained at this point that mm. I don't know whether that nobody cares. That link is made and all, Bamba, to be completely honest, I don't think people would draw that, people would look at that as, 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 as the narrative you're trying, you're trying to portray, right? Yeah. I don't think people look at it that way at all, really. Do you, do you, do you I, I, I mean, I, I can mean, I know speak that the on people... my parents and only la, but mm. like, generally there is no, the, the, people don't draw that link lah, that one I know lah. I don't know, what do you think? I, I'm, I mean, I can only speak for the people that I interact with, which is, basically us. Which is basically you all, um, and then anyone... And Papa's really... the only one who holds the narrative. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean... This sort of thing is always, it can be tied back to many things that we speak about the government, you know, like if you talk about the, the mix of the population and what they know and what they, what they hear, we always only can speak from our point of view. Mm. Um, obviously, we're also heavily influenced by social media itself, but you know, you need to be, we are able to critically think, right? We always go back to this. We critically think and then therefore we can draw that draw conclusion. That conclusion yeah. Whether or not we can speak of whether this is common for the rest of Malaysia, it's hard to say lah. So, but I, I think you can't speak about that lah. I think we know that we can and that's why we're actually having this episode, right? Yeah. Right, so we're trying to make sure that we connect the dots for as many people as possible. So, the point is, what's the point? They, they in my opinion, they just completely messed up lah. They, they were doing it well for a period of time. Uh, I think it was single digits yeah. in a day, yeah. right? Yeah. At a point. Across the country, right? The whole country. Yep. Yeah, across the country. Now, you will pray to get a single digit in a, in a district, I think. 691, man. Yeah. Highest they tally. they lost the plot, lah. You know? Yeah. I think... But, 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 yeah. but, but that, I think that's a beautiful narrative, lah, to be completely honest with you. Like how the your leaders reflect... Mm. the general population itself and mm. when they are they themselves are flouting the SOPs mm. obviously the general population could not bother really very true very that's true. exactly right like uh, you know okay so you have just come back right yeah but, okay we have been here and we have experienced from the the lockdown yeah uh, how careful everybody was yeah uh, you know uh, and then as you come into the past few weeks the past few months right People you are, can see the moon has changed. Yeah. Mm. The the you, you can see the moon has changed. Like the, I mean, people are not taking it as seriously anymore. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think this is just other people. Uh, I take responsibility. Like for myself, also, I stop. Yeah. I stop really taking it that seriously anymore. Um, I I think a lot of people will tell you like in their workspace there is not much social distancing going on. Yeah. Uh, people are not like wearing masks in the office uh, anymore. Mm. If you go to the makan shops. Where's the social distancing there? Mm. Like, uh, everybody, you, you, as many people can fit as can fit at the table are allowed to sit, right? Yeah. And the malls and entertainment centers are filled to the brim still. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, people uh, have reduced. I mean, the general apprehension towards going out is just not yeah. there anymore. And yeah. I will tell you, like, uh, public transport, 
Yeah. There's no distancing on public transport in yeah. KL. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had to, I had to take a bus the other day, mm. and it was not only standing room only. It was so crowded that people couldn't get onto the bus mm. wow. anymore. Yeah, and you know That's the it, it's so stupid the 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 QR code mm. you're supposed to scan when you get in the bus. It's on the door. But it's on the door that falls in. That falls in. I don't know what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to slide your phone inside <laughs> and scan the QR code. <laughs> like oh, if anybody on that bus had COVID, right? There's absolutely no way to trace the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so like what you're saying is is right, lah. The if you if you see the leadership is not bothered anymore, mm. why would you why would you bother? These are the people who's supposed to know. Yeah, that is very true, lah. Yeah, I. This would I think we just can all say I think I mean speak Paul was just terribly disappointed lah right yeah they've let us down yeah but before we continue on this right are there any other possible reasons as to why it contributed to the spike one is the overcrowding in prisons the overcrowding in prisons uh in, in Kedah yeah right in the peninsula the majority of the cases are from Kedah yeah Kedah started spreading because the prisons were overcrowded mm. you know even after the cases started spreading right you still hear reports you know uh, people are chained together taken to court with no mask no nothing chained uh, handcuffed uh, hand arm to arm yeah yeah is it is exactly how the 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 cluster spread amongst the migrants right in the detention center yeah. mm. you know you you should have learned from that other than, yeah. other than that, okay, so overcrowding, um, lack of discipline for on following the SOPs, not just on us, mm. but also on our, our leadership, the election, yeah. right? Mm. Any other factor that we should consider? I think... Uh, I think that about uh, covers it. Lah. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, in, in, in the bigger picture, like... Yeah. Lots of countries around the world which locked down now are experiencing a second wave. Yeah, our trend is exactly the same. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's happening in the States. I mean, the States is. Not the, the first wave just continued, yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even in the UK, they have massive numbers now. They're looking at another months long lockdown. Yep. If you look yeah, at Israel, yeah. Israel is a country of what, like 12 million people? They have 7,000 cases a day now. Uh, insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, a few days ago, India thirty one thousand cases, lah. Yeah. And I mean, single day. I'm not surprised, lah. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So, in a, in a sense, we should have expected this also. Yeah. It's just that decisions from the top made it a lot worse. The behavior on right. the top made it a lot worse. Yeah. And then on top of the fact that because we were doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. Previously, we were doing so well compared yeah, to yeah, the yeah, other yeah, countries. Yeah. 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 But one of the best ones. Right? Even even if we had a second wave, right? It yeah. should have been contr- It should have been a controllable Correct. second wave. Very true. Just Correct. like we were where places like South Korea and Japan are, yeah. where they had uh same thing, reduce it to single digits. Yes, they had a bit of a second wave as they open up. Yeah. But it was in it was very controlled. You know, yeah. I read uh, three since they have in South Korea they closed cinemas. Okay. Yeah. Uh, since the time that they have opened the cinemas, three point yeah. eight million people or three point eight million visits to the cinemas have happened, right? Mm. On out of that only one case of COVID. What? Uh, wow. Out of that only one case That's of COVID. Insane. Yeah. So it's possible to open up and to control it, right? Like where it flares up, you should be able to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But You're instead, right. here as soon as it starts spreading, uh, it spreads exponentially once again. Correct. Because, uh, second wave could have been easily foreseen, and yeah. then therefore would have been able to be controlled in yeah. a more efficient manner, right? Yeah. 
Whereas this was spike. The spike was basically caused by few key events. Yeah. And I think just to save their face, they tried to play cool yeah. for a bit, mm. but then like really shat in their face, lah. Yeah. Right. Hmm. The testing measures increase, lah. Do they increase? Did, no, they I think now they're ramping up, lah. Yeah, now they're ramping up, but okay. you know, for quite some time, that even the testing numbers every day were pretty yeah, yeah, low, yeah, and yeah, people yeah. were complaining about this for some time, right? Yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, I think we sort of get where the co- uh, like what caused the second wave mm-hmm. and where we stand right now, lah. Mm. But okay, do you think that there are po- poli- there is a political question right now? Like, should we even be thinking about the politics of it right now? Mm. Because, yeah. the, uh, like we have okay, so we have been waiting for for two weeks. We it's been two weeks since Anwar said <laughs> he can he can form a government, right? Yeah, it's been two weeks since Anwar said he can form a government. The Agong still has not granted him an audience. Yeah, do you think it's the right time for he, for the government to change? If the government can change without an election, <laughs> based on what you have seen, like is the the malpractice, the incompetence enough, uh, for you for for you to say, yeah, we need a change. Or is it just too risky at, right at the moment? I would just say, I say yes, but don't do it now. Don't do it now. Obviously, we've learned from what is going to happen. What has happened in Sabah? Yeah, you have a general election with elections. God knows what's going to happen, right? And we also have Kedah, yep. right? Um, there are certain clusters even in this state which we are concerned about. Plangs, the red zone. So, does having election? Absolutely no. No point in having it right now. Maybe have it in a year or so, at least. I mean, they're projecting January twenty twenty one, right? My, I, I still think that's way too soon. <sighs> you know, other countries have managed to hold elections in yeah, the middle of this. That, they didn't could they we didn't control yeah. it as yeah. well. Like Singapore did. Yeah. Singapore did. Uh, even before they had it under control, right? Yeah. But I mean, Singapore was able. As a country, they're able to monitor and police this to a high degree. Yeah. And they did it efficiently. Whereas here, you know, we have uh, our... We have different states with different uh, SOPs being followed. Mm. Not consistently enough. Not released yeah. at all whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. Some... Uh, I, I, yeah. That's why I just feel like it, it won't make any sense. I think that everybody needs to tread... Maybe very it's like a five-day election. Maybe. Yeah, this is one of the things that I, I I remember thinking. We used to have multi-day elections in this country before. Like, having the whole election on one day is a fairly recent yeah. Yeah. Uh, thing. Mm. Why couldn't we have done that in Sabah? Um, why can't we start planning to do that at the national level as a precaution in case the, the government is very unstable? Whether or not we like it, we could have to go to the polls. Is that a political reason? Uh? Hmm? Is that mainly a political reason? That we don't do it in um, yeah. Of I mean, days. if you think about clearly, it, yeah, right. clearly, alright. It's also like it's more desirable that you know the result on the day itself. That you, I mean, you avoid a lot sure. of instability. Yeah, tempering. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Tempering uh, yeah, with yeah, the votes. If you have it in like, five, five days, bro. Yeah. Everybody yeah. nicely you change everything. <laughs> <laughs> so many days for me to change. I'm happy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for I sure. So that's where uh, side side comes in, lah. So today, Syed Sadiq uh, made... Focus on relations and truth. That's what I saw. Yeah. He released a video and then try, he's trying to start a new hashtag called Pause Malaysia. Yeah. So he wants 
political infighting to stop, uh, for government and opposition to work together, you know, for everybody to to set aside their differences and Ooh. come together for the good of the country. Sounds like the best political you agenda know, already. Like, I I know, it's, right? it's very easy to say this kind of thing, right? When your party has one seat in parliament. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, no, I, you know, the, what occurred to me, right? Setting aside the question of whether we need to have an election now, right? Uh, what is the job of the opposition? The job of the opposition is to hold the government of the day to account. If you are in the, why are you in the opposition if you don't? Yeah, If you exactly. don't do that, you are, your balance. job is to criticize, right? Uh, um, what do you think that you will achieve if you just keep quiet about all this kind of abuse of power? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I just I'm not sure what the point is that he's trying to make and of course like, you see all the people on the Perikatan side saying this is a marvellous statement from the side study <laughs> it's a very uh, snowflakey kind of answer you know uh, it doesn't there's no action that you can derive from it he's just saying the right words and or the right terms targeted to his followers la. Yeah. that's about it la. it makes you feel you know it's this is my worry about like people like like Syed Sadiq, you know, there is this temptation, right, of uh, intellectual people to feel like they are above the fray, like they uh, have ascended beyond this kind of mudslinging that's going on, you know, we are above this and yeah. we won't engage in this when actually, like, uh, take a step back, like, like look at the reality on the, on the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I just hope that, uh, you know, a lot of people have a lot of hope in him, right? Uh, they do uh, I think a lot I, I think they're Sadiq right yeah, yeah, about yeah, Sadiq. yeah, yeah a yeah. lot of people have a lot of hope in him you know new kind of politics in Malaysia but this politics has to stand on some kind of principle mm-hmm. it cannot just be a kind of uh, it, it cannot just be a feel good party lah, yeah. basically uh, and um, a feel good party yeah yeah you're yeah. right absolutely right <laughs> <laughs> it cannot just be a feel good party it needs to have principles it needs to have action it needs to have an agenda it needs to be organised to you, the fact is you're in the opposition you yes. are not actually standing in between the two sides. Yeah. You are not part of any coalition. Exactly. Okay, exactly. fair enough. But you're still in opposition. You still oppose the the takeover of the government. Yeah, you yeah, still yeah. you left the you left the party because of corruption, right? Yeah. yeah. So that means you have to stand up against that, lah. Right. Yeah, I agree. 100%. Yeah. And I and I hope that like okay they're on their whole kind they they're still putting together the agenda and all that. But I hope there is an agenda. I hope there is principle yeah. behind the party as opposed to just uh, we just want to be heard mm. <laughs> yeah that's very true la. Um, I I mean I'm not a huge fan of that of him and the party la, itself so maybe unless he can come up with concrete uh, fundamental principles yeah. which we can all agree to at least on the surface that uh, we should hit be heading towards a particular direction. There's, I don't see any real change. La. Like what we spoke about previously, right, in the last episode. Um, there's no clear distinction based on principles of any of these parties, except maybe, obviously, you can argue for PASS. Yeah. Know? And even PASS is diluted the right, the religious principle into a purely racial one. Mm. True. Exactly. Exactly. So, I am so lost. La. So, I mean, if we are so... Up in uproar in this right mm. like do we yeah do we change the government I, I don't even know uh, 
It's a, it, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, okay, Muhyiddin out, Anwar in. What change occurs? Right? What is the difference? He has been vying for power for 22, 23 years. Yeah. He finally gets his chance. And then I don't know what, what is he going to do. Yeah. But I mean, if you ask me, regardless of politics, the people come first. So, screw the politics, man. Like, for now, it's too risky. Full stop. Mm. No such thing. Because the amount of people are going to die because of just... Okay, let's just... Hey, one day, let's the, say, general uh, elections. The first, the, the first baby. baby. Yeah, yeah the one-year-old baby. baby. I agree. I didn't even know that was uh, possible. <laughs> But, okay, let's say we have elections under lockdown conditions. So, what you have is you have minimal uh, physical campaigning. It's, it's, similar to, it's similar to Joe Biden's campaign in the States where Joe Biden basically has been hiding out in his basement for the past three months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, he then, After he's, that debate, he just go back like that. <laughs> 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 it's proven to be a very effective strategy. La. So, you uh, know, it could work here. But basically, they said, like, we can't do these in-person rallies. We have, uh, everybody's connected right now. We can campaign online. We can campaign um, through, like, you know, people locally can organize if yeah. they have to. Very small-scale events. Mm. Uh If you only so I think that part of the problem with the Sabah elections, right? There was no lockdown in Sabah. Mm. The uh, we were in the RMCO where he said, you know, it's time. Uh, we have con- we, he basically said like he wants people to go out and about. Remember when the MCO ended? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He wanted people to go back to work, mm-hmm. and and so the they didn't have the the tools to enforce any kind of uh, uh, they they didn't have the tools to enforce this social distancing and all that. Yeah, yeah. Because we were not. Under lockdown conditions, yeah, but yeah. if the country is under lockdown and we have the polls, maybe like as you said, it happens over a few days. Maybe we have a uh, more widespread advanced voting is another option. So, yeah. right, uh, I think that is possible, lah. If we make the right preparations, mm. Mm. advanced voting, mama. Advanced voting. How? So n- no, no, no. You have Instagram poll. So like you have advanced vote, you register for advanced yes, voting. Yes. No. You get assigned a particular time to go and vote. Okay. And you go and vote maybe four or five days beforehand, uh, maybe even a week before. Oh. I mean, lots of countries uh, practices. New Zealand is having elections right now. I mean, New Zealand has basically zero cases at the moment, lah. Fair yeah. enough. But, uh, their country, uh, America's gonna have an election on November third. Probably a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean. Uh, although we're talking about elections, right, I think, yeah, coming to your point, definitely, even, maybe if people do draw the conclusion between what's been happening with the leadership and mm. the current situation, right, I don't think that the election, uh, an election, is the first thing on their minds. That needs to happen. Yeah, I think that that's the feeling of a lot of... Uh, right, because obviously, you know, we're driven by a lot mm. of other things right now. We're more, most of it by fear, lah, I would assume. Yeah. At yeah. least based on what we are feeling right now. Yeah. We're paranoid in uh, many ways. We're going back to when... We're, we're actually reverting back to when the pandemic first started. Yeah. Psychologically anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right? Yeah. Okay. So, let me put it... Put another question to you. If Ooh. Anwar is... If Anwar is telling the truth, right? That he has basically around 120 MPs mm-hmm. or more than 120 MPs preferably mm-hmm. uh, he, he has a more stable much more stable 
majority that Muidin has at the moment, mm. then would it be the right move for him to unseat the ruling government? So that so if we assume lah that he can do this without an election, mm. is it the right move for him right now? If we assume that the Agong is not going, so he goes to the Agong and he says, uh, uh I have the majority support. I don't want you to dissolve parliament, but I'm saying that here are the majority of MPs mm. and and the Agong himself also does not want to dissolve parliament, doesn't want to see snap elections, mm. and the government is replaced. Mm. Would that be a valid move, in your opinion? When you mean valid, do you mean acceptable by the public? Acceptable by the public, uh, yeah, acceptable, acceptable to the public, but also is it the mor- the morally right move to make right now? Oh my god, I I don't know when's the last time I thought about morals in Malaysian politics. Like, <laughs> I see, no correlation, no zero, none whatsoever. You know, and honestly, right. Because like you said, all you need is two seats to switch. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I. What concrete difference can that bring? Honestly, yeah. unless he brings in another hundred people, a fresh one hundred new people, then only I can maybe think. Okay, maybe these people have new ideas and would actually are the right kind of people to be in power. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. it's just the same face. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I think I think that you capture the mood of a lot of people. They they are not bothered anymore about him mm, coming mm. into uh power. Like mm. the yeah, people just don't care anymore. You no, know, I I I was on Twitter and I was following the trends, right? So like Muidin out, everybody was going after Muidin. No, yeah. you know he he had a wedding cer- he he attended a wedding ceremony where there was no social distancing during MCO. He had the golf tournament. Like people are tweeting about this constantly, but when it comes to Anwar in, people like. Uh yes, Muhyiddin out, but Anwar in no thank you. <laughs> this is what a lot of people oh, yeah. are saying online. Yeah, and you know it's obviously it's not representative, but the people online skew more towards the you know the APPKR kind of supporting kind of people, right? Yeah, and yeah. even this crowd is not enthused about yeah. the yeah. idea of Anwar taking even power. The, the left is not enthused. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's, right? not, let's not call them the left, like, you know. <laughs> I didn't say. It. <laughs> Wow. Center, we, we whatever. Call it. It's the left flop. <laughs> exactly. Can we just call it as it is? Okay. We are applying American terminology to Malaysian political dynamics. Before <laughs> 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 right? No, that's not the whole left agenda. <laughs> okay, wait. Uh, right. Maybe I'll ask this question, right? Yeah. I just want to know, how would you feel if... Moedin says tomorrow, back to MCO in two days. What are your what are your thoughts about being in a lockdown? And also, do you think it is him saving his ass? Or like what yeah, basically what are your thoughts on the agenda slash motive behind that decision? He he is in a very difficult spot when it comes to whether to impose a new lockdown because I think the, economy, the, of, yeah. the economy the economy probably crumble. can't survive it another will, lockdown he said it himself yeah you will crumble uh. and on a practical level right the lockdowns don't seem to have been working hmm. around the world uh, around the world in Europe also they had 
they're still experiencing a resurgence of cases. Yeah. It's countries like um Sweden. Mm. Sweden basically did not go into lockdown. Mm-hmm. They had social distancing from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's anyway a, a culture which which practices which is which shows socially distances yeah. a fair bit and it's a big country, no doubt lah. But mm-hmm. they didn't have a lockdown. They did have higher case numbers than all those other countries that did go into lockdown. Mm. But now they are more or less out of it. They have like, okay, a constant number of daily cases, but it's not overwhelming the system. Yeah. Mm. Right. And then if you, on the other hand, you look at America, even the states which impose the toughest lockdowns, right? New York, I think you still cannot dine in now. Mm. Mm, mm, uh, they mm. never they never open up restaurants for for yeah. for dining in even until mm, mm, for mm. for basically for what eight nine months, mm, right? Mm, mm, mm. And yet in New York, there's a there's a big second wave happening right now. So, mm, mm. Uh, the same thing happened in the UK. The same thing happened in France. So obviously, like the lockdown itself is not working because the moment that they they let up the restrictions, mm. uh, you have this massive surge of cases, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't think that. My personal like, opinion, yeah. I don't think we're in the space to even like consider like a nationwide lockdown. What do you mean uh, in a space? Like I don't think we have the numbers to, to, to make you say okay now we should go on lockdown. Because I uh, I mean there is a resurgence. I mean mm. the cases what it's been two hundred since when? Two hundred over since when? A week? Has it been a week? Uh, I think about four or five days. Yeah, four or five days. Approaching a week, I think. Okay, yeah. fine. I don't know. And also, the okay, the numbers right now also, mostly is in Kedah and Sabah. Kedah is all in one one secluded area. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not outside that one small area, right? Yeah, um, yes, mostly. Mostly mm-hmm. there. And, and, okay, Sabah, you go on the lockdown, lah, fine. But, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't think it's only a matter of the numbers, right? It's, for me, I think the message that really should be translated to Malaysia is that mm. The mindset which Malaysians adopted during MCO was a more strict one. Yeah. You were a lot more cautious then. I know it's obviously the pros and cons of that is if you put it to a monetary value, it won't make sense. Yeah. But like, I think it has to go to that extent for people to actually take this thing seriously, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that we can always pull the con- that that sort of yeah. consciousness without the lockdown, right? Just scare people. <laughs> Do you think that the lockdown? I mean, that tweet from yeah. Hisham alone. Yeah. What? I thought that that I thought yeah. that would have actually been somewhat enough. Mm. Although it was in poor taste. Yeah. But I thought that would have at least done something. Do you think that the lockdown created a false sense of security? So, like when when we got through the lockdown, right? As the lockdown. It was ending. Yeah. The case numbers fell really low. Yeah. And then, uh, and there was this kind of triumphant attitude. You no, know, we have beat co- beaten COVID. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, Muhyiddin. Yeah. We were lauded yeah. the world. Sure, right? yeah. yeah. And as the lockdown ended, you know, Muhyiddin said, uh, sekarang boleh keluar and all, all these kind of of things, right? Mm-hmm. And then that this this kind of attitude made us more lax. Mm. The fact that we went through the lockdown, that it cut the cases by so much, made us feel like it's gone lah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think that that is that is part of the problem also. Yeah. And right. uh, as far as like imposing a new lockdown, right? I think it's interesting. Like, I'm sure you're when you're talking to people, right? A lot of people feel like the case numbers are being underreported now yeah. because yeah. you know we hear from like second hand, uh, second or third degree. Somebody has got 
COVID. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. you know, you hear so many stories, and then you 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 think to yourself, how can there there only be twenty cases in Selangor today? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. you hear thing, you hear about like uh, Sungai Buloh Hospital being full. Yeah. And you say, really? Is there only twenty to thirty cases uh a, a day here? Like the hospitals are filling up. They're spilling over to other hospitals. So. Uh, whether or not it's true, right, that the cases are being underreported, people no longer trust the numbers. Yeah, mm. and so the lockdown is not just the government's ability to enforce it; it's also the people's uh, acquiescence, the people's willingness That's to obey word, the man. lockdown. That was a big word, man. Acquiescence is not a big word. It's Please, <laughs> we all know what acquiescence means. Who is we? I, I don't know. know. We <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Let me tone it down a bit. <laughs> oh, oh okay, the people's willingness to obey a lockdown is still God, is, God is just as important, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah if yeah, the yeah. people aren't willing to to obey a lockdown, you don't have the numbers of police and rela and all to to properly impose it anymore. Mm, mm. You know. So I, I I think that if you had a lockdown now. A lot of people would be just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do this forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, realistically speaking, from a practical point of view, our economy can't handle it for sure. I'm pretty sure we've suffered a lot, even just by the government taking all sorts of massive loans towards uh, paying out all sorts of aid for us, right? Yeah, to the to the Malaysian public. <laughs> How, I mean, do we have to accept the reality, right, that maybe, I don't know what the ratio is or acceptable ratio is, one in ten of us will have to get it lah. Honestly, right, in my opinion, it's just like, you know what, okay, we can try our level best to follow all the SOPs, it's definitely possible for you to keep healthy, be sanitized, uh, make sure your immune system is up to its, uh, best to its ability, but... Realistically, I I actually have internally have I have internalized a reality that uh, we will know at least one in ten, two in ten people will get it. Maybe, hopefully, one out of that two might possibly be fatal. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. It's I've it's gone to a, I've gone to a drastic end, an entirely uh, drastic end of the spectrum, lah. But given of what we can handle as a country. The practicality of it, the ability of the government to impose all sorts of laws and SOPs. Yeah, I mean, I just think that it's something that we, as a civilization, not only as a nation, you know, the whole world has to accept, lah. You know, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know what are your thoughts on that, lah. I think it's a drastic view, but you know, in the first place, uh, you you talk like one in ten are going to get it right. The WHO says there is a chance. Global population, one in ten of uh, people have already got it. I have already got it. Mm. The, that's what the WHO says. And um, like in New York, they did a serology test, right? Mm. Uh, where they sampled the whole population just to see, uh, just to survey what's the prevalence of COVID. And it seems, and it appears that 22% of the population in New York already had, yeah, yeah, yeah. had COVID. So like, I mean, there's a chance that out of the three of us, one has got it yeah. already. Like, uh, I mean, you have to do your practicals at the at the hospital, right? Huh? Mm. I mean, um, you came from Singapore. I ah. was going back. I was going to work in KL. You know. Yeah. It is is possible, and uh, everybody does like a cost benefit analysis, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the beginning, the cost benefit analysis was the cost is I have to sit at home for one month at the most two months. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the benefit is I won't die. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, now after all these months. People are thinking, okay, 
not that many people are dying of this as we thought at the beginning, right? The mm-hmm. fatality rate is much lower than much, we thought yeah. at the beginning. Number one. Number two, the cost to me is so great. I'm losing my job, my family. Uh, I have to, I, I don't have savings. You know, most people can barely make it through two or three months with their, yeah. with their savings. <laughs> yeah. And then the equation changes already, right? If I, uh, are we going to go through this for six months, a year? Uh, are we really? Uh, can I really hold out until uh, a vaccine is out and every and and we can say for sure that this virus has been suppressed? Mm. I think a lot of a lot of people will be just like you like like okay, there's not there's not much more we can do. Yeah, you just have to let it uh, run yeah. its course, right? Yeah, I'm not saying that it's the right attitude or the wrong attitude. I'm just saying that yeah, people yeah, are going yeah. to get there at some point, right? Mm. I I agree. I think that I think I can see a lot of people thinking that way, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So Teva, can you explain to us what is herd immunity oh, and when do we get there? So I heard about herd immunity. Yes. Everybody's heard about herd immunity from the beginning, but I've yes. been hearing this thing about T cell immunity. Jesus. So apparent. Uh, correct uh, my understanding. T yeah. cell immunity refers to some people they mm. have gotten other coronaviruses in the past couple of years or so, mm. and they have these T cells. I don't know if they. Sh- Cell is shaped like a T. Oh, or, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Because they're quite cool, you know. The cell is shaped like a T. <laughs> yeah, you didn't try Drugs. to make a cross with his hand, but he forgot that we're not recording on video, so the sorry. audience can't see it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll yeah, no longer on Zoom. So, so, the, so, like in New York, uh, people are surprised, like the prevalence, like I said, was like 22%. Mm. But until, but uh, the rate of spread is so much lower than it was at the beginning. Mm. So it's almost as if they're reaching herd immunity, even though people said herd immunity is only sixty or seventy percent. Then only reach it. So yeah. what? What is T cell immunity? Is it something that, like, where? Okay, first of all, where do we need to be to say that we have herd immunity? Eighty percent of the population, lah. Eighty percent. Eighty percent of the population. But what is T cell? Okay, so I know B cell immunity, lah. So um. So uh, there is a chance that I got my alphabet wrong. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, Papa. But I but no, okay, okay. You can look it up like I'm pretty sure I remember this phrase uh, specifically. T cell immunity. So yeah. I'm, I mean transformer cell. Regular in uh in normal immunity, yeah. Um your B cells, yeah. Okay, so this let's say like we take the coronavirus lah. Yeah. The coronavirus would give off this it's a it's a it's a virus, right? Yeah. It has and these things called antigens. Okay. Which are on the surface of the virus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So when you come in contact with the virus, yeah. these mm-hmm. antigens would would inoculate these B cells. Okay. Okay. okay? And then B cells will learn basically learn how to fight it right. and produce its own antibodies. Right. Yeah. Okay. So after for a while, these B cells will know. Okay, I've I've encountered this sort this type of virus. Mm. I know how to produce this type, this sort of um uh, antibodies. Mm. So then from that B cell who knows how to produce these antibodies would regen would re, would uh would multiply uh-huh. more and more and more until yeah. you have like a reserve yeah. of these B cells with the immuni- with the antigen with, yeah. with the antibody yeah. that already know how to fight this the virus lah. That's mm. basically how it works, but. Uh, going back to your point where they say there are other coronaviruses. Yeah. If that makes sense for the B cells, because, I mean, we've seen coronaviruses all our lives, mm. right? Yeah, it's the common it's cold. It's the common cold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we would already have some sort of immunity to the coronavirus, but to specifically COVID nineteen antigens. Yeah. That one is gonna take some time. I I found I I was right. Uh, T cell. I need to read this one. Nah, uh. <laughs> What are T-cells and why have they become a political football? 
de cells are political football. Apparently. We are in an age uh, where your biological cells are a political football. <laughs> What has to a subject of political <laughs> debate. <laughs> okay, well, Teva, uh, read okay. some of this. Yes. Uh, let's uh, jump across the pond a bit. Uh, okay. So, Trump and COVID. Trump and COVID. I mean, what I I feel like is the de- the the death nail, the last nail in the coffin of his election campaign. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> Is like you know some people feel like it is poetic justice. Yes. I mean it's kind of cruel, but at the same time, you were asking for it, right? Yes, one hundred percent lah. The irony is just insane here, obviously. But I just think of it right. Okay, fine. Not Trump, then what? Biden. I really don't know what to feel. I honestly feel like Biden would have a much worse time of it if he caught. If he got COVID, Egg, yeah. like he looks in a pretty bad state most of the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I mean, okay, fine. If it's the end of Trump's campaign, yeah. So Biden, what are your thoughts on Biden then? Biden winning and Biden. I mean, like they have a choice between, uh, they have a a choice between two seventy year olds, one highly unstable seventy uh, year old. Mm-hmm. And what's he now? Seventy year old? Not seventy eight year old, you know. Oh my god! <laughs> I uh, it's I think both ways is everybody loses lah. Yeah, there are <laughs> no winners here. Yeah, uh, I I mean like we maybe one day we can do an episode on, like what Biden winning would mean for us in Malaysia. Mm, like mm. uh, in terms of foreign policy, I think like they are can you more or less the same. Muhyiddin yeah, having. A summit with Biden. I'm trying to picture Muhyiddin trying to talk international diplomacy with Biden. <laughs> what can what can possibly happen? <laughs> Will the rotan come out? <laughs> <laughs> Muhyiddin can basically like very well describe Malaysia's uh, uh alignment in global affairs. Kasana, kasina. <laughs> 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 ke China ke US ke China ke US <laughs> oh my god yeah. okay. <laughs> okay well uh, it's crazy oh, did you see please. Trump's uh, video when he came back to the White House uh, I think I I mean I think I saw a thumbnail uh, that's about it it's basically like this um, heroic music playing in the background mm. then the helicopter lands on the White House lawn Of course. And you know the the Secret Service and the Marines march out of the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Out behind comes uh, Trump. Trump walks up onto the the balcony of the White House. Mm. And he takes off his mask and salutes the <laughs> helicopter taking off. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he seems like so disconnected. Everybody is everybody is upset with him, right? I yeah. think mm-hmm. <laughs> that that he got the virus in the first place. Like he was so unsafe. He probably infected a lot of people in that. White yeah, House yeah, with yeah. him, right? Like you see, all his aides seem to have the virus as well, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. I mean, naturally, lah. Naturally. Yeah, and I was um listening to Ben Shapiro's podcast, mm. and he was furious about this because he said, like, you know, Trump's message right now is that he has defeated the virus, like he was in a battle with COVID and he defeated it, 
And that's just not how the infection works, right? Yes. <laughs> like, it's not your force of will that you overcame this infection. You know, it's just like people like saying like he lo- someone lost their battle with cancer. There is no battle with cancer. It's whether your your doctors can treat you or not, yeah. right? And in the same way with COVID... And like, how do how does that make people feel who lost relatives to the virus? Like, yeah, are you yeah, saying yeah. that they just weren't strong enough to fight back against it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's American politics. So Teva has finished reading the article. So yes. back at you, Teva. T cell immunity. Yes, <laughs> high Q up to the highest degree. So uh, based on Teva that. cell, T cell. Oh, that's what the T stands for. Oh, oh. He was just pretending like he didn't know what it was. <laughs> okay, so uh, what the article was trying to say was. Um, so normally how we fight the no- these normal viruses how we fight it is through the B cells lah right yeah T cells are so T cells they have a few types of T cells but one the Earl Grey Darjeeling <laughs> sorry carry on carry on yeah so um, we have different types of T cells one of it is called the T killer cell so uh. so T cells what they do basically is when they see that whatever that is an anomaly, basically nothing that's of foreign or something that's that's foreign, they would go and eat it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, what they what the article was trying to say was that they have tested a few people, mm. and new new sort of information suggests that um, these T cells, because they have been infected by other types of coronaviruses, mm. have a higher likely uh, a higher likelihood of being able to eat the cells before even developing the immunity. Oh, okay. okay. Before even developing the specific immunity to COVID-19, mm. they just eat whatever is there. Mm. Right? Mm. Okay, so so that's fine, but like, that doesn't mean, maybe that also only means that your the effect that coronavirus has on your body would be yeah. less, but that does not mean that you are immune from the, the virus itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You understand? So it refers more to your your immunity itself, how it's able to handle the virus. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, yeah. okay, so to put it like, to be put it easily like, people who have this sort of T-cell immunity mm. would experience the virus differently compared to to other people who don't have this sort of immunity. So, so they would affect them less than yeah. people who don't have the immunity. Yeah, okay. So mm. basically, these T-cells don't mean you won't get infected, it just means your infection will be less severe. Less, ah, less severe, correct. Ah, mm. interesting. So like, from what you read, does it seem like the... From one article, Do, does this seem like a cause of hope? For uh, no. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I mean, in the article, uh, it says that there needs to be so they're going to start something called T cell, uh, tests. Okay. Mm. So basically, they're going to test uh, a population mm. and yeah. see how the body is if the body is producing more and more T cells because it's um it's been infected with the coronavirus. Mm. Oh okay. Uh, I mean, from that we'll we, we maybe we can tell like early detection. It'll oh. be it'll be quicker for you to know that you have coronavirus. Yeah. But other, it, to say that it, it's going to make you immune, uh, it's not going to make you immune. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a flu, right? How It's not a, It's not really a flu. Uh, I, mean, uh, I mean, okay, it's yeah. a coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. Like, can you actually just be immune to it? Is it, is it a possibility? Yeah. Very, yeah. very, very yeah, that's possible, uh, but like, I mean, Time, lah, bro. This one requires a lot of time. Yeah. And it's time that for some, I mean, it's just like uh, Europeans had developed, evolved some kind of in, uh, immunity or resistance to smallpox. Yes. Which Native Americans didn't have. Yeah. Then when they went when to they came, to America, 
uh, it killed off the whole po- yep. a large part of the population yep. there, right? Yep. When it didn't have the same, same effect. Same way. Same mm. way. This, um, uh, what do you call it? This, this sort of herd immunity is something that we can maybe speak about in about another five more years. Wow. Something like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, not right now. Lah. Especially, okay, so you have to take into consideration the fact that we are more connected now. Yeah. So we know people who die. Yeah. Uh, because of that, that will cause like some sort, I mean, it would, it would, it would affect your psychology. Like you'd be like, people are actually dying from this thing. Yeah. Right. Even though the numbers are really very, very low. It's very low, right? What is it? 1%? Yeah, even I think less, less than, than that. Less than one percent. One for something that's a thing. The I I was reading somewhere because like the reported cases are a fraction of the actual cases, okay. right? And I think that if you take I I read that if and you the take that's real or not? Can we at least trust <laughs> the number of deaths or not? Yeah, yeah, you can at least trust <laughs> the number of deaths. <laughs> <Correct. laughs> <laughs> like so, okay, so you know the the num so if it's a fraction, yeah, you know the number on top, which yeah. is the number of deaths, yeah. Because if you die from it, pretty sure you're gonna find out that you died. From coronavirus, yeah. but the number at the bottom we don't know. Yeah, and if like if if like from the serology test and all that, uh, if you extrapolate that, then it could be somewhere like point two percent or or so. Mm. We just still like just it's one it. in five hundred people yeah. or one in uh, a thousand people. At that point, it becomes a common cold, mm. right? Yeah, I mean, it's still more deadly. It's still than, more deadly than a common cold, still, right? Still, like, if it becomes point two. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, if it becomes point two, that's the same. You're right, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, not in the ratio, but yeah, point two. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, but but mm. because it's three times as infective as the flu, right? Yes. So even if it had the same fatality rate as the flu, three times as many people would die. That's why, right? Three times more, like three times as infectious. So like, okay, if it's yeah. three times as in, as, inf- as infectious, yeah, which means three times more people would have the yeah. infection. Yeah, but which the death rate is the same. The the, 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 rate fraction, the, the rate is the same. But the number, number of people that have died would, oh, would be three would, times more. Three yeah. Times more. Okay. And if the death rate is a bit higher, and then you whatever it is, you times by three. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, in the US, I think in a very bad flu year, two hundred thousand people die from the flu. Mm. In a really really bad flu yeah. year. Mm. So, but right now they are about they are more than two hundred thousand. There are more than two hundred thousand deaths, deaths in the states from coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely more people are dying. Maybe this is a good segue into uh, maybe our last segment, right? For mm-hmm. this fear, do you think, right, that we have the today's society has developed a really heightened fear of death, which like our ancestors didn't have? So I was uh, reading about how you, uh, Hong Kong flu, Hong Kong flu, mm. it spread to Europe also, right? Mm. And in the UK. Uh, it killed way more people. It killed way more people by the time it went through the population than have died from COVID in the UK right now. Yeah, at the, and this is in the sixties. Yeah, I think it's in the sixties, right? And yet, at that time, like the 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 measures that we're taking now, unheard of to the people at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, there's but you fast forward to twenty twenty and the. People's fear almost reaches into irrationality, lah. Yeah. You know, mm. and that uh, itself is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Mm. Right. I the mean, more you keep people in bubbles, yeah. yeah, the more likely something would something would be able to come and kill you, man. Yeah, but well, I mean, what do you think has led to this? Like, is it just the fact that we have so much more material? Like, life is good now. Mm. Mm. Is that it? 
This mm. one is a yeah. big question, lah, Mama. I know it's a big question. That's a, I like it, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a philosophical. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Question, no, but clearly people are much more scared, and I I think that COVID is just the last symptom of that. No, if you look at terrorism, mm. yeah. people are terrified of terrorism. You're probably more likely to die from a lightning strike than you are from terrorism, lah. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, because nearly three thousand people died in the World Trade Center attack. Mm. You have like fifteen years of war to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. Mm. Uh, a few years ago, swine flu, mm. huge fear about swine flu. Swine flu infected like two billion people. They think by the end of it, yeah. mm. and the death rate was just the same as the normal flu. Yeah. Mm. The fear about Ebola. Yeah. I think Ebola never crossed like they didn't even cross ten thousand people getting infected with Ebola. I mm. don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, but clearly, like people's mindset has radically changed, right? Mm. That is true, lah. That is a good point. Was it the the rate? Was it just purely the rate of it and number of countries infected at the same time? Hmm. I yeah. Okay. So it's more globalized than before, but. We have had infections that are very globalized. Uh, Stars. even hundred years ago, Spanish flu spread through the whole world. Mm. Uh, uh, things like the plague, the plague, the plague spread from China all the way into Europe. It came down. There was plague in India. Is it just that we have so much more information that this information so overwhelms us that that creates the panic? Mm. Like you know, you have COVID dashboard. You know, real time you can see how many people are getting infected. Yeah. Real time you can see when deaths are being reported. Mm. There are people who like watch it the whole day. You know, just to see you know this country today reported this number of cases. Is it is it just the flood of information that we are not, we haven't evolved or we haven't equipped ourselves to deal with? Bamba, mm. I will pose you another question on top of this question. Ooh. are you ready, Bamba? Can you blame this fear of death? To the death of God. Uh, that one. That one. Another episode. Uh, <laughs> that one. That's... Next week on the Pendulum <laughs> Show. <laughs> the death of God. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm going to talk about the death of God right now. <laughs> We're already an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> oh my God, that's crazy. But yeah. I think just from my point of view, the question. I think. I think we have evolved to such a high degree that we believe we are almost certain of the threats that should uh, exist. Yeah. Right. Mm. We have evolved at such a fast rate. Our medical system, healthcare initiatives, and whatnot, mm. technology itself, right? That we think because of all the information that we currently have, we should already know what's out there that can kill us. We believe that our lives are under control. Under control, mm. right, right, and this just throws a spanner into the works. Is that we don't know anything about it. Yeah. But definitely, based if you were to rationalize it based on previous events, as yeah. happened as a uh, very similar parallel to this. Yeah. yeah. The uh, the space for rationality is somewhat diminished to such a. Small degree, it's completely influenced by many other factors because we evolved to such a degree. Mm. Yeah, right. I, that's my opinion. Yeah, I like yeah. the point. Very nice. That's yeah, yeah. Um, another thing, and I was thinking of is uh, the 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 cla- classical like philosophers, right? They said that the human that uh human beings have. 
three parts to our our soul or our makeup or whatever uh desiring part the ra- the rational part and then there's the will right yeah. which like controls over both of them but in our modern society right globalized uh capitalist uh ma- the possibility of material abundance right means that we through reason we are able to fulfill our desires to all, to basically unlimited extent like if you ask somebody 100 years if you if you show what a normal person has today right in the middle class right yeah. uh the the kinds of uh things that we have access to if you showed it to someone from 100 years ago mm. they would basically thought that this is utopia like you yeah, they would yeah, yeah, for yeah, them yeah, in yeah, their yeah. minds is practically uh limitless prosperity yeah, yeah. for an ordinary person and what happens is what maybe what's happened is that like uh this uh material is basically become we basically become like so materialist that we just that the the will is no longer able to control our fear of losing this material wealth yeah i agree yeah yeah definitely just to that point like we the i think the the issue of having too many options right like is this one example i can think of lah i don't think there's ever been a point in time in history where a human being has had this many options to do anything they want mm. and we have this this the, the it's a dilemma yeah right yeah. it's a dilemma of issues yeah. um where you you would think that if i give you 10 options you think you can make a rational decision to compare each one but the more and more options you have the less rational you can be about it and then you actually just probably just choose it based on some other random factor like luck right yeah, yeah. you are lost by the amount of options you have and then you uh you can't decide mm. there's no space for decision making when you have too many options if i were to give you 10 you'll take you'll struggle to try and figure out one if i give you two you know yeah which is something and you know it's a good and bad problem to have yeah. uh, right yeah there are pros and cons to this but right now in the day and age that's mainly caused by prosperity and the rate of growth of um uh, technological development yeah uh e-wallets and this one thing yeah and i think that that plays into this fear of death that we're talking about because death uh, no longer just means you know the end of this life it means the loss of all these all things, things yeah. that i have you know and i mean we all feel it right yeah. uh, it doesn't exclude anybody including yeah. ourselves here but uh i was reading about how uh, some teachers so for context right uh children it seems spread the coronavirus much lower rate than adults do wow right children uh children are much less infectious and i think that this has been established they they discovered this like maybe a couple of months ago or so mm. but teachers are but uh teachers like in the states in many places they are they're telling parents you know I'm not going to go I I'm not going to go to school to to school and put my life at risk mm. by teaching your kids. And actually, you know, uh I can see that in a different time right the there would be people who would say you know um we cannot let these kids go without an education for so for for a whole year. Yeah. You know, it's going to set them back so far in uh, in their life we have no idea uh we we have no idea how far we're setting them back. Uh there is a risk, is a minor risk. But uh, that's a sacrifice that I'm I'm willing to make lah for this future generation. But now the whole oh, thing is now. about yeah. yeah. 
now now my self interest has become so elevated, I cannot even consider that possibility. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I like this. I I I think that the this COVID right for all the I mean, um, people have died and like society has been shut down. But like, it probably is a good time for us to ask like what what does our society uh actually stand on like what does our is the society that we have today uh is it what we envision mm. yeah for ourselves is it uh are, is there like a problem is are there deeper problems in in society that are just like being exposed by by this pandemic mm. yeah true good point food yeah. for yeah. thought yeah. food for thought this whole even the day you were telling me about the era of decadence yeah <laughs> this is basically it you know mm. so many things that you have to consider so many things that you can lose yeah so yeah yeah i agree just because hmm i guess it's a good note to end it on yeah. well that can be food for thought for whoever has stayed on for this long listening <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's one hour 15 minutes okay all right okay um on that note anything else left to say no i think this is about it mm. I think it's good that we insert the part where we say, you know, everyone, please stay safe. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Wear your mask. Please sanitize everything. Fear death a little bit, lah. <laughs> fear death. <laughs> okay, not to the extent. Don't fear yeah. death so much, but yeah. like fear it. I, I mean, you need. You, be cautious. Be, be cautious. cautious yeah. Be cautious. Yeah. Mm, mm, yeah. It's a real threat. It's a real yeah. threat. Yeah. yeah. So everyone please you think of others like you know think of others. Yes, yeah. exactly. You may be willing to take risks but you are not supposed to take risks for other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. Uh thank you very much everybody. Um my name is Yodin. I'm Bamba. And I'm Teva. And we'll see you next week. All right. Bye.